your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. The mic is on now, just so you know. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM on a Monday. I'm Rick Solom. We're just uh, watching the video from Montgomery of Alabama. Montgomery of Alabama. <laughs> Montgomery, Alabama of the uh, the dock fight. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, pretty it's, interesting. It's a good Mayor, one. Mayor Mitch Reynolds in studio for the hour. If you Hi got, there. If you got questions, 608-785-7914. Um, yeah, this is funny because, and I don't, I don't know. They is it they is it, they is it funny? Is violent is violence ever funny? No, this uh-huh. part where the guy is swimming across. They, they, this is only, the only video hmm. on this. Okay, there's one where there's this. And I think it was a 16 year old kid, but he's swimming across the area to, to join into to the like, fight. Yeah. Come help out. Yeah, it's, good, good for him. It's uh, that's socially minded right there. It's because community minded. Community minded. Uh-huh. So. If anyone hasn't seen that, just Google uh, dock fight. That's all. Dock fight. <laughs> Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. All right, on the list today. And if you want to get in here, feel free. And uh, whatever, whatever we, what do we got going on? It's summer's almost over. Um, yeah, I mean, is that a funny concept of summer? Because we, we don't have summer anymore. Only the state legislature and Congress get summer vacations along with your kids, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, obviously, this time of year is really about the, uh, for, for a lot of folks, it's really about starting to put stuff together for school, right? So August is, you know, getting ready for, it's a school shopping, it's a pencil box. and. Uh, <laughs> well, you were just at the Good Fight. Uh, they had a graduation yeah. there. Yeah. What do they do at the Good Fight? They just teach them how to box? I don't know. No, it's it's actually an incredible organization. So among the things, and Nat, uh, Nate, Nate Coleman does an incredible job there, and he has this vision of teaching kids how to be self-sufficient, how to be accountable, um, teaching them skills. Well, this- um, and, it's, and, and boxing is just, it's kind of interwoven into this whole thing, but they're learning how to, like, to do laundry and to cook and to work together as a team. And, you know, he, Nate does that chef's challenge, uh, which for the last two years has been between the YMCA uh, 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 youth center and uh, and the good fight and they do this this chef's challenge was basically like a reality TV cooking show um, with judges and these kids get together in a commercial kitchen and they cook meals for judges and I've been a judge for the last two years and it's it's absolutely incredible how these kids are you know they don't spend a ton of time working together but they get together they get together as a team and and they really learn how to support each other and and work together and then be accountable to each other as well, which is really one of the things that Nate preaches more than anything else. It's just accountability. Here's all the things that swirled through my head. Okay, yep. so reality TV cooking show. Yep. In my head, that's that that Gordon Ramsay guy yells at a bunch of cooks. Right. Right? Yeah. And then now you're talking about youths. So now I'm thinking Gordon Ramsay is yelling at a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, you're a judge, so now Mitch Reynolds is in there yelling at the kids about how they're doing this cooking show. And then it just went back to Derek Van Orden yelling at kids in the state capitol. So that, you're, having, you're, you're doing your whole spiel there, and that's all the things that, that rolled through my mind. So are right. you yelling at the kids on duty? Because you like to cook. You're yelling at them. Uh, you know, you're not doing a very good. Are you the Simon what, Cowell of, uh, of this cooking cook-off? Uh, we are... Asked to give honest feedback, yeah. And so, uh, so Heather Armstrong and I have been judges pretty much. I think for all six of these for the last two years, and and then there's some other judges that come in here and there, and we give honest feedback. I mean, we're we're very and when when it's good, it's good or great. In a couple of cases, it's 
Some of the dishes have been spectacular. Well, let's, nobody but, like, cares about that. What about the terrible ones? There hasn't been any terrible no, ones. Where you're there's, like, no, there's been some though where and, and where where it's just it, it it just doesn't quite make it. But um, but there have been some where I, I mean I I made one uh, after after I had like this is perfect. I'm going to make this. It was incredible. So yeah, there were some incredible things. But yeah, so that's some of what Nate does over there is just is just really get kids to understand their value. Work together, be accountable, uh, be self-sufficient. A little bit of life skills. Oh, on. man, it's just, it's fantastic. It is such an incredible organization. He started with a shoestring, 60 bucks, like 60 bucks in a bank account. That's what he started with. He's impacting kids daily here in the city of La Crosse. And I'm just, I'm, it's such an honor and a privilege to have a guy like that running a program like that here in the city of La Crosse and supported by so many organizations. So very proud of him. The other thing, too, is I, as we watch this video of people fighting on yeah. the docks, it, it just reminded me, like, the way they were punching each other. I'm like, oh, none of these people know how to fight. Like, no, and I don't either. Like, if I, I would, that would be me, like, out there kind of like, you know, yeah. so to speak, throwing like a girl, like punching. Like, that's, you can't say that anymore, I guess. But uh, I just don't know how to fight. You just did. Uh, no, I'm saying. You just said I'm that out loud. Cancel me. For, All right. Very good. Okay. Uh, Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Okay, so some of the stuff on the uh, on the docket. We, how many fire stations uh, are we going to build now? Are we up to three. We we can build as many as folks want to build. Yeah. But right now uh, we're finished. The uh, station two is finished, and we did a groundbreaking for station four just the other day. So All those right. are the two. So we got fire stations, uh, and then you mentioned progress on other projects. I don't want to get into it yet, but can we just tease the other projects? Because I don't know what one of them. Is Besides the biggest public works project in the history of lacrosse. How about that one? That's pretty vague. But there you go. Bam. You, you asked for tease. <laughs> very fair. Well, you asked for tease. Tease elicit. Tease elicious. Right. Uh, yeah. Streets parking. Legalized marijuana. And um, and then, okay, so I have a thing about the council is going to talk about luxury how, luxury apartments in downtown lacrosse. We're going to tear down the Tribune building? Is that what, what the, is that what's happening? No, you don't know. Wow, when you say we, who are we talking about? <laughs> we as a community. So there's I mean, the plan is. I mean, they could be disapproved or approved, right? The city council could say no. We're not going to. There's a contract. Uh, there's a. There's a. I, I think they're either in contract or they've already purchased the Tribune building. Yeah. The developer has done this. Uh, the plan is. It's not. It's just market. Probably, it's, I don't know where this luxury apartment thing came in, but it's it's just market rate. It's just. Market, market rate apartments. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what I was getting at is the uh, historical people are going to swoop in and say, no, 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 no. The historic, the Tribune building is historically, uh, we got to keep that. We can't tear it down. Thanks. Wait thanks. You've just done it now. You've done it. Now. Just just done it. Fire you have everywhere. already done it. Now oh. they're they're on it. All right. We'll, we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds hanging out in studio. If you have questions, shoot me a text, give me a call. All right. Um I haven't played this interview, but I talked to the the Kmart guy. <laughs> the Kmart lot guy. 360 Real Estate Solutions. Cop- Copper, Copper Rocks. Rocks project. Copper Rocks, yeah. And I asked him, uh, I want to talk about River Point a little bit. Sure. Um, I, I guess you know where it's going, where we're at, you know, expectations. Mm-hmm. But I did ask him, like, is River Point in that that uh, development 
and other developments? Are they all in competition, or do you do you see that as a competition a little bit? No, or? not even. No, it's not. No, I mean, when you look at, you know, and the big focus of a lot of these developments is residential, is res, it's housing, right? So, and there, because there is such an incredible demand for housing in this area, there's just, there's, there's, we are, we are at a, an incredible shortage of housing. Mm-hmm. So all of these developments, they, they like, uh, like train plant six, there's 144 units that have gone up in the last year ish. And I think that they're almost full or, or almost leased out. So there's just not, there's not an end in sight right now. And I think that with our projections, you know, my goal was to hit 1500 new units uh, in five years, we're not going to get there. It's going to be more like eight uh, because of the interest rates and how things, how inflation changed everything. Uh, but even with those 1,500 additional units, we're, there's still going to be demand. So I, I, we're, we're, getting, we're getting better, but there's no question that the reason why, so River Point District is a great example. There's a tremendous amount of interest from developers. We have all of those, all of those areas at, at River Point District are uh, basically we have we have agreements or, or, or we have contracts for um and we haven't so for for developers to build housing on the housing or something on those on those uh, on those lots uh for a reason because there's they 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 understand that there's a good market here for for doing that very thing um, and we're very interested and that's the other part is that the city is incredibly interested in in focusing on developing housing because because we need it it's important for us to add housing to this community it's just it, it, it's a crisis level of, of a lack of housing. So I, I think that I, I'm very enthused uh, with what's going on at River Point. Uh, we're, we think that we will be able to ran to a bit of an issue with the DOT because of Highway 53 and the setback rules there. But we believe that we'll close on the first lot this month and potentially then even begin the building of the first building there at River Point District this month. Was the, the DOT wasn't upset? You don't have enough roundabouts in there or anything? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like, wait a minute. No, they is have... Is there a stoplight in there? What is... What no, is there's the, not going to be... I don't think... I don't believe we have any plans for a one stoplight. one big roundabout, I think. Yeah, maybe going. it's just going to be a roundabout. No, I mean, you could find the... And if, if, if folks are interested, you could find the master development plan online. It's, it's all been... It's been planned, and we do have a plat on file with the Department of Administration... We had to adjust that a little bit because of the DOT. Uh, we did come to a compromise with them. I'm very happy with uh, how this is going to come out. Um, I've got, um, yeah, I'm very pleased. I think that we're, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an incredible development. It's, it's, I was just talking to somebody today who you know started working city hall back in 1978. Somebody who's retired now, but and they were they were talking about how you know back then it was always the, the you know the mobile mobile oil site right and back. When Pat Zilke was mayor, he had this vision of turning that industrial site into something much, much better, turning it into something that was residential, that was commercial, that was something that was a, basically a new neighborhood in the city of La Crosse. So that many years ago, and then we really started working on it in earnest about 35 years ago, and we're here now where we might actually have a building start going up this month. It's, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. I wish Pat was still here to see it because I think he would be incredibly excited. What is the building? Residential? It's residential. Yeah. yeah. So it's our first building. Will... I remember we, we talked a little bit about right. it. I just yep. don't remember. 
Yeah, the first building will be, I think it's 120, I think 125 units, if I'm not mistaken. And that'll be, it's, it's the, the large part of that is a multifamily, um, and that'll be a uh, 55 and older building. But then there'll be 20, I think 20 townhome units as well. I believe that's right. All right, so I, the, the city owns River Point, right? Is that no, it? no? It's owned by the Redevelopment Authority, which is an independent body, and so it's not. It is, it is its own entity. Is that um, kind of like the Brewer Stadium is owned by the whatever the I, thing? It's kind of like that. Yeah, sure. I, I appoint the mayor. I the mayor appoints uh, individuals to the Redevelopment Authority. Uh, it is staffed still by the City of La Crosse. Uh, the project manager is Jason Gilman, the former planning director, and he is uh, he works for the Redevelopment Authority, but works very closely in conjunction with our current planning director, Andrea Train. All right. And then beyond that, the just in housing in general, like where like what is the city's role in in terms of you talk about the need for housing, but right. what is the city's role to kind of bring that need to you know the forefront? Like to to appease that need, I guess. Well I mean the the key thing for any for our organization is to make sure that we are development friendly. And I think that we have carried that, uh, we, we have often been considered not friendly to development. And so one of my key goals when I started in this office to really get to change, to, to make it such that when developers come to the city, that if, if the development proposal is reasonable, that they have a, they have a way to get that through the process in city hall as expeditiously as possible. We have spent so much time trying to micromanage developments at the city level that we've missed out on significant amount of residential development. This would be the big government regulations and red tape. Right? It's kind of like that. To get rid of the- I mean, we still have it, right? It's, we're, you know, we are a government, so there's always there's going to be a certain amount of that, but we can make it so that the city's taxpayers are treated fairly, and that's my primary priority but also that we make sure that we're prioritizing the needs of our community to develop more housing, which is we need to keep that at the forefront, not just because, of, you know, and folks get caught up in tax base and all that kind of stuff, whatever. The important part of housing is also, one of the important parts of housing is also to, to, to create other economic activity, find places for people to live, develop community, it's there are so many other parts to that. It's and the, the tax base thing is okay. That's great. You're right. We're adding tax base, but that's not that's not how we should be thinking about this. And it shouldn't be our consideration for how we go about development in this community should not be about does this ultimately make the most sense from a from a dollars and cents standpoint. It should be how does this impact positively or negatively? How does this impact the community in the long run? And housing has a tremendous positive impact on this community. You know, we for a number of years, the city spent a ton of time and effort on development agreements, on the commercial, the commercial development agreements, which are great. Don't get me wrong; really important. But it doesn't mean anything unless you have places where people can live, and we're doing that at a, an accelerated level now. And I think that you know, whether it's the next two years, the next you know, five years, 10 years, we're really going to see some positive impacts from that. Well, you need places where people can live so they can go visit these commercial developments, whatever they yeah. end up being. Uh, we haven't done the gondola to Grand Ave Bluff yet. That would be no, that's coming. Um, yeah. more people to the, in there sure. need more housing. Mm. But, okay. But seriously, what about the rent versus own? I mean, is that, I mean, do you have any, does the city have any role there? You know what? We have way too many rental units. 
not enough pl- places for people to buy and yeah. own. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems I, like all these stories. Yeah. The, the Tribune building converted into apartments. Uh, there's another development. The city council is going to talk about two developments, right, or discuss two developments that will be units. And I, mm-hmm. when you say units, I don't know if that just means rentals or if that means anything. And then, you know, like, I guess, does the city have too many rentals versus not enough houses to own, so to speak? Yeah, I think when I talk about units, I'm talking just about housing. Yeah. So, and when we talk, when we get into that rental versus owner, rental versus ownership discussion, I think it really just depends on who you ask and what your personal relationship with rentals is, frankly. I, I know a lot of people don't want to own anything because they don't want to have to take care of it. Uh, I, we do know that we are hearing some, uh, some, some folks talking about how, you know, a lot of people are interested in the River Point district and wanting to live there, but a lot of people want to buy and they want, and you know, whether that's a townhome, a condo, whatever it is, they're looking to purchase. And I think that there's definitely going to be uh, folks who are filling that demand. Uh, so our goal is to mix that up. We want mixed housing in this city, not, and, and I know folks tend to point towards affordable housing all the time. And there are definitely affordable housing units that are going to go up, but if we just Add housing, and I've said this over and over again, adding housing, all kinds of housing is what a community needs. Market rate, affordable, which really just means 30% of your, of your, uh, um, your gross income. But affordable, market rate, any kind of housing is good housing for the city of La Crosse. And whether it's rental or, or owned, it, it, it's, it's still valuable housing. Do you, do you as, a, as a city, go... Well, I know you want to put up this unit and it's going to be all rentals, but you know, if you made it something people could own like townhomes or something or regular homes, you know, we would like that better. I don't know. Well, is I, that not the city's role? No, we can do that. We can have that conversation with developers um in terms of making um you know, potentially making it's just, you know, one of the challenges that we face with condos especially is that financing has become more difficult uh, because of some banking regulations. So, it's difficult it's difficult to finance um and I, again, I'm not going to put on a banking hat because I don't have one. But uh, it's um, to it's it's more difficult to, to you know, let's just put it that way. It's just more difficult to finance condos, building condos than it used to be. So we have to. So developers are less inclined to do that. So we have to find just ways condos, to be creative. Though? What about just regular old single family? Oh, home? single family home, sure. Yeah, that's fine. We have people itching to build single family homes in the city as well. And there are places available to do that. So it's, that is also, and that, that will actually also be part of River Point district. Okay. So. Cause, it, Cause it seems to me anytime I have friends buying and selling houses, it's always still that $30,000 over asking costs mm-hmm. that we see, yep. you know, yep. which no, is no, ludicrous yep. to me when I bought my house, it was, you know, like I'm going to, should I bid under, you know, right. at this point yeah. but now it's, it's not even, and and it's just getting to where rent is all kind of you you talk about market rate but market rate to me is a little bit unaffordable at this point and then buying a house is almost unaffordable at this point too yeah. for a lot of people yeah and again i look at market dynamics as a way to change that so if we can create and i know that not everyone agrees with me but i believe that and it's it is in some ways there is some simplicity to it if you simply if you increase supply you Adding supply to the market decreases demand, and decreasing demand decreases cost. All right, last thing on housing. Sure. Um, does the city have like the ratio of rent versus ownership potential there? I know we have three colleges here, and yeah, I think uh, we're at fifty-two percent rental, if I'm not mistaken. Is that 
That's high. Good? That's pretty high. I mean, it's not when you look at, like you said, the three colleges that per, that are a significant portion of our population. It's really not that high. So if you look at other communities in Wisconsin that are like ours with colleges and don't look at the whole universe, it's it's right on par with those other communities. It's maybe a little higher, but but not that much higher. Other communities that don't have colleges in them, it's significantly higher. But but other communities like ours, and that would be you know you go through go through the list, right? It's Whitewater. I it's, mean, just grab all the UW yeah, schools, yeah right? all the UW schools. Um, maybe not Madison. Maybe not Madison. And maybe not Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't think Milwaukee's like that either. But but the others will have that it has similar percentages just because it's a significant chunk of our population. It's especially UWL is huge. I mean, compared to the rest of the city of La Crosse. Well, La Crosse has this other challenge where we're landlocked or river locked or however you want to put it. Like there's yeah, we have to know, we, we have can to only go up and down. Yeah, really we have we to, can only go up. We have to focus on infill. And we have to, and that's what River Point District is, obviously. A former industrial property, a brownfield uh, that required a ton of uh, remediation. Um, and, but we got, you know, whatever, 30 developable acres that we wouldn't have otherwise. And it's not, we, we don't, yeah, we're not, we're not Holman that we just keep stretching out into cornfields forever. But it is uh, a much more sustainable practice to build up rather than out. And, uh, and, and frankly, I think it improves quality of life. Yeah, that was my next question. Do we need to start building like high rises? Well, there are going to be buildings and that's part of, so you mentioned the trib building earlier. So develop early development plans have that as a, is a, um, you know, it's a, whatever, a four story with underground parking. Mm -hmm. Four stories is my understanding, right? The four, 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 five stories, pretty much that sweet spot for a lot of developers. So, uh, River Point district, those places are going to be. In that range. I think maybe one might be a seven-story or something Is like that. Is there ever a conversation where, hey, four stories, but, you know, like, make it so you could add more stories later? Because I think uh, I just had a conversation with um, the Riverpoint guy. He said that one they, they actually extended one of those buildings right downtown here. I can't think of the mm. hub or something. Mm -hmm. uh, they put more stories on top of it. Um, but I don't know. Is that ever? You know, you guys might want to think about keeping, it, mm -hmm. keeping that availability. I mean, it, it all comes down to... It's it. Each developer has to evaluate the project based on return on investment. And if you can make that extra story work, especially over the long term, then you invest in it. If it doesn't, if if it if it doesn't make sense, then you're just not going to do it. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's a business. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. That's Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. If you got a text question, you want to call a question six zero eight. Seven eight five seven nine one four. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds hanging out for the hour. Just got done badgering him about housing for first. I'm really badgering. Oh, that wasn't really badgering. Uh, oh, I I, I've, I've been badgered. I've been badgered. Yeah. I remember the question. Go ahead. Is housing hmm. the number one issue that like needs to be addressed with Lacrosse? I mean, because it kind of takes up, it's kind of an it, umbrella it, for a bunch of other things. It is for me. Yeah, absolutely. No, it is an umbrella for a bunch of other things. That's no question. I mean, it's it's at the core of economic development. It's at the core of uh, economic stability, of uh, family stability, of, you know, everything. It's, it is absolutely in or, to addressing the uh, lack of, of housing of all kinds within the city is absolutely my, my number one priority. I, I mean, it really, it also addresses issues of safety and addresses issues of homelessness and, and, and health as well. I mean, really. Um, so there is no question. And the, the more housing we have, the better, 
the better the quality of housing overall becomes. And again, we go back to market dynamics on that. If you have a, if you're renting a crappy place and there's no, no demand for it, then you fix your place or you lower the rent or something else happens there. So there's a lot of different things that happen by increasing the supply of housing, quality housing in the city of La Crosse. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Chris has been waiting. Chris, go ahead. You want to talk about boathouses? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, hey, it's hey, kind hey. of a twofold question, and hey. the question is coming about because I've had one of those years. Um, with the use of the uh, docks, not the docks, but where you put your boat in, mm-hmm. the parks and such, yeah. when you leave your trailer behind in your vehicle, this year I've actually had two vehicles fail on me. Both those vehicles I had to purchase the tickets for, you know, for the annual passes. Right. Can they be transferred to other vehicles? Or what, what, what my real question is, has the city ever thought about actually putting something on the trailer so it doesn't really matter what vehicle you're pulling it with, mm-hmm. but the trailer that's at the park each and every time has, you know, versus buying three different yeah annual passes, you know, the trailer's covered no matter what's pulling it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because I, back when I had a boat, my pass was on my trailer. So <laughs> maybe I was doing yeah. it wrong. I just would assume that's where the pass would go. So I'm, I'm afraid I, I, I'm ignorant of where the pass is supposed to go, but I would just assume it go on the trailer tongue. And it, it does, and it does, you're there saying. There are no stickers anymore. No. They register by your license plate. Oh, okay. All right. Huh. Yep. So back in the day with stickers. So, so, Sorry, I'm ignorant of this. I I, I haven't. <laughs> I don't get in detail on the on the boat parking the bar, boat ramp park uh, passes. So I can I we we can take a look at that. I I agree that if you have one boat and different vehicles, that it ought to be it ought to be tied to the boat rather than the vehicle. That makes more sense to me. But uh, I'll sure I'll does. check on that. And there may be a reason why. Uh, why we moved to that at some point, and that would probably be the purview of the park board as opposed to an administrative thing. So I'll check into that, though. That's a really good question. I don't have an answer for you right now, but I can, I can take a look at that. I, I'm, not, I'm not certain why, uh, and I don't, I don't know why it wouldn't be transferable either. So we'd have to, I'll, those are a couple of good questions. I don't have answers for you right now, but I'll take a look at that. I appreciate it, Chris. Awesome. Thanks that's, a lot. All I, that's all I'm wondering. Yeah, my bet. second part of this yeah. question is, you get a reduced rate if you live in the city of La Crosse. Something else to look at is I have property in La Crosse. Mm-hmm. I have a commercial property, mm-hmm. but yet I don't. I still am a non-citizen of La Crosse, so I have right. to pay the higher rate. Right. Yep. So, is there any way to track that, or is that what it's going to be? That's that's what it's going to be. We have a number of policies that are based on residency. Um, that's among them, but uh, that's not likely to change. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, check into putting it back on the trailers. That would be wonderful. Okay, I'll look at that. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I mean, I, I, I or the question rather, I, I wasn't aware. That I, you know, it's been a number of years since I had a boat. So, all right. Anyone else that wants to call in that thinks the city is doing something goofy that you can, <laughs> I know, right? Solve right here. I mean, I. That's yeah. I did not know. Do you need to just write that down? Yeah. I, see, I would have to write this down because I'm going to forget about it. <laughs> no, there's, there's actually, I'm, I'm sh- somebody from my staff is listening right now. Is my guess, and they're, they're actually he's looking got, into that right now. He's got his workers on it. Um, yeah. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. All right, let's, let's talk about sure. legalizing marijuana. Yeah, let's, you threw that on the list. I've had a couple of conversations with different people about this, including um, Sergeant Mon. Uh, his name is very long and. 
Mondo Mahambo, something like that. I'm sorry. Whoa, all right. <laughs> well, Mondahano. Okay, I I, all right. We so we have, you know, and as most, I think a lot of folks are aware, in August 1st, uh, Minnesota's uh, recreational marijuana law went into effect. It is having some effect on um, in Madison. I think there's been some movement in terms of um, medical marijuana in the legislature, which hasn't happened for really, not seriously, for a really long time. Um, so again, among Republicans, which is unusual, uh, I am, I, I'm mostly curious about, I think we had that, we, it wasn't our countywide referendum not that long ago. We can't do referendums anymore. I know, but back, back it was, it was probably in 2017 county, or 18 countywide like referendum yeah. where, yeah, where there was a, every referendum, every time like, marijuana goes on the referendum, it's like over yeah, 60%. Yeah. Two to one. Yeah. Do, do something. Yeah. No question. So I, I, I am curious where, how that that preference from the public, how that turns into policy, I... Um, when did you hear about the Republicans were talking about this? Like, a while ago? Today. Today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, because the last time I heard it was like, uh, there's a there's some movement on um, possible committee action on legalizing medical marijuana, and then they asked either Voss or Lemahue, you know, who, who are the authors of the bill, and they were like, well, we can't, we can't tell you that, because it's so contentious. Yeah, oh, it's it's still going to be contentious. There's yeah. no question, and it's 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 potentially, you know, it's going to take a little bit for the to get through the legislature. It is it's difficult with a topic like that because, like you said, it's a two to one it's a two to one issue in the state right. in the state of Wisconsin. There's revenue involved, significant amounts of revenue. Um, you know, there are some concerns, and I you know talk to people repeatedly. There are some concerns that come with legalization of marijuana that involves. The increase in, you know, whatever, traffic accidents, um, just well, that, primarily that's, issues with driving. Well, that's why I had Sergeant, and it's Danny Mondahano. Okay. And he's been with the department. He's a DRE, a Dr. Dre officer. I don't know. Drug drug uh, something, and I, I don't remember it all. Okay. I didn't write it down. Uh, well, it's way down on my list. But, um, you know, I talked to him last week just all about, like, right. okay, we're going to see more people right. bringing marijuana across the river. Because it's oh, illegal. there's no question. I mean, you're just going to go over there, grab some gummies, and come home. Right. It's going to be like they'll, they'll, someone's going to put a shop on the pike, and it's going to be, you know, it'll be gummy heaven. And you go there, and you grab your gummies, and you come home. Well, what's funny is we legalized gummies a while ago in Minnesota. So we actually just legalized the rest of it right. August 1st. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just the – but but he was like, we already – when it comes to OWIs with people driving under the influence, they already know how to test Yeah. You know, versus alcohol versus drugs, but it will increase. That's kind of up to. That's yeah, that's and I just is. don't. And I and that's a and and we'll have to see. And that's I think that's one of those things that it has the experience has been. It's been, I think, different depending on how it's measured. Frankly, so well, it's, it's we'll just see. kind of funny because then you talk about someone who's going to put a marijuana shop on the pike. Right, we're seeing that on the southern border of Wisconsin. Oh, sure. Where, you know, you go to Illinois and it's the oh, and they're making I, all kinds of money. On oh, that. South Beloit is just a haven. You can uh, people from Janesville and Beloit uh, hit, hit South Beloit and just load up and come yeah. home. It just I wonder I wonder if that's the same like at the in the UP like in the Upper Michigan like, is there a bunch <laughs> of weed shops up there because Michigan wow. legalized it too yeah. or like. I, I, probably not in Canada because you don't really want to cross the border with an illegal drug. But no, like probably you would, not. You would no. come down through Minnesota right. or Michigan, Upper right. Michigan, and then go. Can you get to 
Canada from Upper Michigan. I'm a geography man today. You do have there's to. A, you get across yeah, that. Gotta, there's water body of water there. Yeah, there's. there's water there. there you swim. You got to swim away. Take your boat, and then you're yeah. gonna have like licensee fees with the boat dock. Right, and all that. <laughs> that'll be an issue. It'll be an issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. All right, we're gonna take a, one more break. We'll be back with Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914 is the talking text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds hanging out here. Um, wood has a maximum height of about four to five floors. Wood. So don't build with wood unless if you want to go. Uh, thanks for the, thanks Thank for you. the text. Thanks. <laughs> Just reading random text. Unvetted. Unvetted random yeah. text. Um, all right, last thing. Got to ask you about it. The, the city cleans up. Closed this Cameron Park for a week last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just happened to be at the Y last night. Uh, you know, the backside of Cameron Park is not full of tents, and um, but obviously okay. those people have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you know, you hear stories. I hear stories all the time. So I, I guess you know, is there the the county and the city had a a, a public meeting a couple one well, month. Two months ago, about a five, they're developing a five-year plan. So, mm-hmm. do you get updates on that? And where are we at with a five-year plan on helping homeless people? Yeah, the five-year plan will involve is a collaborative effort between the city and the county, and involving all of the private service agencies as well, getting their input, understanding how we best can effectuate the plan. And it really is just about of uh, getting people. It's a housing first plus model. It's getting people directly from the streets into housing, um, how we actually go about it, what the roles are for the city and the county, which are, by the way, working together on this for the very first time, uh, how precisely that goes together, still being uh, put together. We anticipated that that whole process would be complete um, within a few months. I think we're still getting there. Uh, our plan is, I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned this to you earlier today, our plan is based on the same model that Milwaukee County and city used to address their levels of homelessness. It's really, it's basically the same thing. The city and the county take a leadership role, work together, work collaboratively, uh, enlist private service agencies to help with the process, but, and then using that housing first model to, to get people directly from, you know, not, not go from streets to shelter and then possibly somewhere else. It's like streets to housing. What that involves, though, is a tremendous level of support from uh, for, uh, for social services. It's a tremendous number of people that have to be involved in that. So we've got to figure out how to do that, how to fund that, how we're going to engage the community, how we're going to get funding for that from the state and federal level. So we're going to do that. Uh, there's, that's going to be a piece of it for certain. We're going to look at how we can engage as the city to be I don't know how you put this uh, subletter, basically, from um, potentially from from uh, from landlords, so that we can we will guarantee the properties, we will rent the properties, and then rent them. Uh, you know, with the, the the county will coordinate the effort of providing services and support for the individuals who are moving into the properties, and that's how we'll work together. I don't know the details because they're not finalized yet, and we will have something put together relatively soon. In the meantime, like you said, you know, we we clear out Cameron Park and parking ramps and everything else all day long, but people don't have a place to go. There are a bunch of people in this community; they don't have anywhere to go. You know, they don't have homes, and they don't have, and and some of them, honestly. As we've seen in other situations in other cities around the nation, we've seen people that have have gotten a little bit more creative about making do in situations where they may have not found it acceptable before. But 
there are individuals who are who have come from uh, from trauma filled experiences that are going back to those trauma filled experiences because um, because there's no place for them to be, and it is yeah it's a challenge. There's no question, and the city council made it very clear that they don't want camping and parking ramps and parks. So we're doing our best as uh, the staff uh, is doing its best to make sure that uh, we follow the mandate and that ordinance. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's just, we still have no place for individuals to go to. And we don't have, and, and, and not, not, not too many folks are coming, stepping forward to come up with options either. So it's, it's unfortunate, but we're, we do, again, we have to focus on the long range plan because short term solutions are just, they're just not, they're not many there. Frankly, so yeah, the conversation I had with the housing director from Milwaukee last yeah. week, it was the end of the conversation was just get them housing, put yep. them in houses, let them live in a house, yeah, until they figure it out. Well, Jim is, you know, he's in a different situation because Milwaukee has a, an abundance of housing. You know, they've had a shrinking population for a number of years, and so there are a lot of their vacancy rate is significantly different than Lacrosse's. We just don't have any housing, and so that's one of the problems where we are we are fighting, we are getting to the point. To, we're we're struggling to add housing as quickly as we possibly can because it is that's that's again part of the, uh, part of our goals and part of the reasons why we're focused on a housing of all kinds is so we can increase the availability of housing not only for folks who who want to live here who want to build a wonderful life here but people who are in that desperate uh, situation of living on the streets right now. All right, just a minute left. There, you you did put an update from Homeless Services on the website last month. It said 47 individuals were served in another Wisconsin coalition before coming to La Crosse. Is that what I think it says? Like people have come from outside the area to here? Is that what that means? Say that again. In 2022, 47 individuals were last served in another Wisconsin coalition before coming to the Cooley Coalition. The Cooley Coalition is La Crosse, Monroe, Vernon, and Crawford counties. Yeah. Yeah. That means that there's those other individuals were from other that were served. Yeah. yeah. They were part of another list somewhere. Yep. And you said that. Uh, maybe this is off the air, but we did we did a, a homeless count last month. Yeah, in July. So it's a it's done in January and July. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't have numbers on that yet. Okay. So we're not entirely sure. It is, and again, the the count is for the four county region and is for all of the homeless population, not just the people who are on the streets, but also the people who are in shelters, right? Um, and who are in other situations that are not you know, directly living outside. Well, and that was the interesting thing with talking to the Milwaukee housing guy is that they have quite a few homeless people, but only like 20 on the streets. So yeah. There's like a big differential. There, yeah. So. Huge. Yeah. Anyway, that's lacrosse mayor, Mitch Reynolds. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Rick. All right. We'll uh, do it again. Well, I'll be back in the morning. Cause Hayes is gone. Thanks for listening, everybody.